everyone, and welcome to Magical Streaming, a podcast where we talk about Disney Plus after we watch it. My name is Amber. My name is Marie. And it's spooky time still. Yes. So this week we watched Hocus Pocus. Um, Marie had never watched Hocus Pocus before me. Nope. Last year, do you remember last year? No. No, two years ago. Two years ago, we were watching Hocus Pocus on the Norwegian getaway I on Halloween. I don't remember that at all. Yeah, they showed it on, on Halloween um, as part of like the daily activities, and we sat and watched Hocus Pocus on a cruise ship in the middle of the ocean. That was nice. Yeah! Remember when we could travel and do things? Yeah. Crazy. Anyway... <laughs> So, Hocus Pocus. Yes. Cult classic. Why don't you read us what Disney Plus says for a synopsis? <laughs> yeah, I already looked at it and I'm mad. Alright, so the synopsis for Hocus Pocus per the Disney Plus website is... Conjured up by some unsuspecting pranksters, a tricky trio of 300-year-old witches set out to cast a spell on the town and reclaim their youth. But first, they must get their act together and outwit three kids and a talking cat. What the heck is going on here? I don't I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. It's just, you know. Every I hate all of it. I really do. All right. Well, then give us some facts. So, Hocus Pocus released July 16th, 1993. Uh, Because who doesn't want to go see a Halloween movie in the middle of summer? Right, and it's not even like Hotel Transylvania 3 came out in the summer, but it was about a vacation. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, uh, I had a budget of $28 million, which uh, in today's money would be $50,434,878 dollars and 89 cents and it was a box office failure maybe because it was the middle of summer well they wanted to release it in the summer because the kids would be out of school yes and also that same year they were releasing nightmare before christmas in october so it's not been confirmed but one can Assume that there might have been also like then release one in September and one in October. The two movies against each other. Yeah, I don't know. Or they could have released the Nightmare Before Christmas in like November. <laughs> it's an in between. Anyway. Anyway, so it made eleven point five million at the box office. Yikes. Yeah, that was a huge, uh, a huge loss there. About sixteen point five mil, uh, which in today's money would be twenty million seven hundred fourteen thousand three hundred twenty-five dollars and twenty-six cents. Um, but to date, and I'm going to talk about why this happened, the movie has brought in $43.4 million um, for the company. So it, it did eventually make it back. The original story was come up with by producer uh, David Kirshner, who came up with the idea after seeing a black cat with his kids and then... Uh, he just sort of started making up a silly story about uh, the cat is actually a little boy who was cursed by some witches. You know how parents do things with their kids. Um, and so Mark... You know how parents lie to their children? You know. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to Santa in the appropriate season, mm-hmm. but that's just parents lying to their kids. Um, so the script was done by um, Mark Garris, who you might uh, no, you wouldn't know, but other people might know because he has worked multiple times with Stephen King, um, including on Sleepwalkers, which is a Stephen King project uh, that was done before this. And in 1984, that's right, 1984, a full nine years before the movie came out, the script was bought by Disney. Um, it was originally called Disney's Haunted House, and it was much darker. It had three 12-year-old protagonists, and... That makes it so dark. 
but but it was darker. Like the story was darker and eviler, but there were I know, small but kids. also three twelve year olds is evil in itself. That's true. Um but they decided to rewrite it into a comedy. Um, you know, as as you do when things are too dark. And production was kind of stalled until Bette Midler read the script and she was like oh, I'm into this. Mm-hmm. I am into this. And then they were like, all right, then we'll we'll make it happen. Um, for other casting roles, uh, Rosie O'Donnell was offered the role of Mary, but she turned it down because she didn't want to be a scary witch, question marks. Yeah, I don't think she read the script. I don't think she read the script. She was like, witches! No. Um, Jennifer Lopez auditioned for the role of Sarah, which she did not get, obviously. And Leonardo DiCaprio uh, was up for the role of um, Max, but he turned it down to do What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Which, Which, I mean, we can't blame him. That was a good decision. He made a great decision. Um... So, principal photography started in October of 1992, and production was finished in February 10th, 1993. Most of it was shot in Burbank, but the daytime shots were actually uh, filmed in Massachusetts, both in Salem and Marblehead. As he said, this um, this movie's cult classic. It really did not do well in the box office, but people loved it. Yeah. People, uh, you want to know, you want to hear something? Guess the critic rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Critics? Yeah. What are critics rating Hocus Pocus? I would imagine it's bad. How bad? Like, 2.5. Wow! Okay, too bad. You you made it too bad. Critics give it a 37%. Okay, yeah, that's out of a like, hundred. Yeah, that's ten percent because that would I would win twenty five percent. You said two point five percent. Yeah, so that's ten percent less than what it actually is. Thirty seven percent. Twelve percent. You said two point five percent. No, I thought it was out of ten. No, it's out of a hundred. Well, I didn't know that. <laughs> um, what do you think audiences give it though? 96. You're, again, you're going too far. <laughs> 71%. So there's a big disparity. In fact, some of that money that was made back between 2002 and 2011, 2002 when it was first released on DVD, and 2011 when this number was taken, about every year it would make about a million dollars in DVD sales. Probably right around that September, October sweet spot. Exactly. And I mean, how many times does it play on Freeform over Freeform, the month of October? Like, Freeform always plays Hocus Pocus to the point where uh, it has become one of the most watched movies. And in 2018, during the 25th anniversary, the first week that they played Hocus Pocus, it garnered over 8.5 million views. Like, people love Hocus Pocus. In fact... This year, in the year of Corona, they re-released Hocus Pocus into theaters because, you know, nothing else coming out, so they re-released stuff to try and get their money. Um, So, 2,570 theaters had Hocus Pocus re-released this month. For the week of October 2nd, it brought in $1.9 million. For the week of October 9th, it brought in $1.2 million. And uh, for the... Weekend of the 16th, yeah. It's uh, brought in $756,000. People love that money. I would go see it in theaters if I could right now, but we're in a red zone, and one of the things that they've closed because of that is movie theaters. Yeah. To be fair, we could probably, we could just go across the bridge, and they're in orange, I think, so... But nobody wants to go to Bristol. I meant the South Shore. Oh, nobody wants to go to Bristol either. But we're not supposed to uh, go between zones anyway. And I don't know if they're playing it here. They're playing Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, Although that depends on. Anyway, keep going. The point is this it's making money still. 
people still love this movie. It is still being loved by us. Um, I watch it every year. There, We were not the only people on Halloween day on the ship that were watching it. There were quite a few people watching it with us in the little atrium area. We were all just chilling, having a good time watching the movie. Um, a sequel has been announced. Uh, sequel rumors so many years of rumors. started back in 2014, but in October 2019, Disney Plus announced that they are developing it. All three of the uh, Sanderson sisters have said that they're they're in for it. They've been ready for this. Uh, and in March 2012, Adam Shenman uh, signed on to direct. You will know him from directing The Pacifier, A Walk to Remember, and Hairspray. Ooh. That's going to be interesting. Uh, I am excited for that. Um, Staying power. In fact, every year, except for this year, where Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party is not taking place, since 2015, the Hocus Pocus Villain Spectacular, spelltacular, has been taking place at the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party at Magic Kingdom. We have never seen it. We haven't. We've been to the party, too, during this time. We've been to this party multiple times. And you know what the thing is? We never watch the shows. Uh, We haven't been multiple times since 2015. We've been, like... Twice. Well, all right. (laughs) I guess if just more than one is multiple times. Well, yeah. And the show (laughs) plays, like, four times a night. So we had eight opportunities to watch it, and we didn't. Okay, the thing is, you have to... You have to make your own priorities when you go to these parties. And our priorities are candy, rides, and getting a good place for the parade slash fireworks. Yeah, so within, like, the time that we spend watching the fireworks and the parade and waiting so that we have a good spot for the fireworks and the parade is enough time that then the time that's left, it just has to be dedicated to rides and candy. Here's the thing. Uh... I don't know how many people want to talk Walt Disney World Halloween party strategy, but if you are okay not watching it on Main Street, you can get a good spot for the parade without having to wait. We are like, I want to watch it on Main Street, and that probably does not help us. I don't think necessarily, like, at some point, regardless... We could. If we had, if we staked out a spot for the parade and the fireworks... In front of the castle, we could hit all three. It used to be so easy because it used to be that there was like maybe a thirty-minute period. Yeah, now there's an hour. The fireworks and the parade, or the parade and the fireworks. So you could just stay where you were. That's what we used to do. But now it's there's too big a gap of time. We're talking about this, even though uh, this is not a Walt Disney World podcast. But you know, also there's no Halloween party this year. Yeah, there's not because the Corona canceled it. Anyway, point is, this is a show that happens, and there is uh, Hocus Pocus merch. Yeah, usually every Halloween they release some merchandise. Uh, we were at the Disney store in Ottawa last month, and there was a spirit jersey that said a muck, a muck, a muck yeah, on the back. Cute. It was cute. So you do see it around Halloween time. You see presents and merchandise, uh, but obviously there's no rides or anything. No, and you, you won't see it the rest of the year. It's really, no. it's Halloween specific, which makes sense. It's a Halloween movie. Even though it was released in July. Yeah. So Again, I, that, that for sure costed some money. Like, I, they probably wouldn't still have made up everything that they put into it, even if they released it at Halloween time, but they probably lost a decent chunk from trying to push a Halloween movie in the middle of summer. Right. So why don't you tell us some trivia then? All righty. Uh, so, starting, I have a few facts about Thackeray Binks. Uh, which was almost the name for our kitten because he's all black. Although he is actually seeming to. We weren't going to call many... him Thackeray. No, we were going <laughs> to call him Binks. And actually, Binks is the official name that my parents' cat is like chipped under because that was her name when they adopted her. They just changed the name. Anyway, uh, they didn't care. <laughs> few facts. Well, they don't really know. Like, few facts about Thackeray Binks. Uh, Rhythm and Hughes, who created the CGI version of Thackeray Banks, went to great length to ensure that the facial features were those of an actual cat. 
Yeah. However, oh no, the studio found it too realistic, uh, especially the fangs and teeth, and they felt that he might be too scary and sinister. What so sinister? to make him appear friendlier, they made the fangs smaller and less pointed. Cats um, do be having some real pointy teeth. Yeah. And, you know, there was actually, like, three different ways that they worked with Binks. So there was the CGI, uh, there was the, there was an animatronic cat, which you might all know also from Sabrina the Teenage, Teenage Witch. Witch! Yep. The animatronic cat was reused as at Salem. Salem. Uh, so there was that. And then there were actually also scenes of a real cat. Uh, in which they replaced the head with a computer-generated model. So, like... And you can tell at some point that it's a real cat, for sure. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, so... I love that. I love cat facts. This has been cat facts. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This was also, apparently, the first Disney production to use digital visual effects for, like, live action. Uh, The cemetery set was filmed at the largest soundstage at the Walt Disney Studios, and they had real birch and elm trees uprooted from the <gasps> East Coast no! and moved to the set. Those poor trees, did they get put back? I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> no! I wish it would cost too much money just to send them back. Yeah, those poor birch trees. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if you put them in Northern California, they can probably, like, just... Maybe, I don't know. Reroot and be fine. Um, there were seven statues made of Bette Midler for the scene in which she burst in the sunlight at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. One of the statues, along with Winifred's bell book, is housed at Planet Hollywood in Orlando, Florida. We really need to go look around. <laughs> yeah, we ate there, like, what, twice? Yeah. And we've never really looked at I was too any... busy dancing to Cotton Eye Joe the first time That's and making true. friends with our neighbor. You remember okay. when you could sit really close to people? Like, really close, so much oh so my. that you ended up having conversations with them because it was almost like you were sitting at the same table. I don't miss that, to be honest. I like having I my great space. time. Listen, I was coming home on the bus today, and I was no, sitting... I, no, no, no. The bus is different. <laughs> well, I was sitting at a seat where, like, you can sit two people, and I was sitting at the one by the aisle, because mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, nobody's then can sit next to me, no. which was the point. But then the bus filled up. More than I wish it had. And this lady came and she was like, can I sit next? I just stood up and I was like, no, I'm not sitting next to anyone. You can sit down. But And then I got off one stop before our stop because I'm going to walk the rest of the way. This bus is too full. Listen, that's that's different. This is different than having a nice friendly meal with some strangers and learning how to do the Cotton Eye Joe dance together. Like, (laughs) that's a different thing. The bus is different. Um, but yeah, we really need to go. We didn't, we went to Planet Hollywood in Disneyland Paris as well, and we didn't look around there either. We really are like, we're here for the food, which... I've also been at Planet Hollywood in New York City, I think. And you also and didn't look around? I mean, I, I looked at some of the things that were around me, but I didn't go exploring. That's the thing. It's a restaurant. I'm not in the habit of walking around exploring restaurants, because I'm like... There's other people eating, and I'm, like, walking around aimlessly to that. I'm, like, it's it's not a concept that I particularly enjoy. But I, we should do it. Yeah. Um, Sean Murray played the human Thackeray Banks. But you know him from? I'm blanking. <laughs> what do I know him from? NCIS. Oh, He's McGee. Yeah, okay. You watch so much NCIS. Not willingly. (laughs) It's because it's on, like, 20 hours of the day at your grandma's house. But but you should have known this. Well, now that you said it, yes, I see his face in my mind in NCIS. But it's not, like, that's not where my mind goes. Uh, Anyway, where I was going with that is, although he played the human Thackeray Banks, he was dubbed over. By Jason Marsden, also yep. known as Max. 
I'm not good with names. He's the voice names. of Max. I'm not good with also, names. Also, he plays Jason on Boy Meets World. Okay. Um, yeah, because Jason voiced Kath Banks, uh, for con- and so for consistency, they decided to have Marston also voice over Sean's acting. Uh, because they felt he had a more old voice, uh, old world, old world sounding voice. That's funny when you consider he's also Max. Yeah. Um, now Omri Katz, who was cast as Max, mm-hmm. uh, he actually almost did not get cast as Max because he was not feeling well at his first audition, so he kind of blew it. And he was an originally rejected for the role. Yeah. And then they ended up calling him back and obviously he got cast. Um, also, I have a few more. Now, most of what I have now is also, like, actor facts. Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker has said that she found being in the flying room harness so comfortable that instead of being lowered back to the ground when they were doing, like, downtime between certain takes, she would, like, stash a copy of the New York Times on her person, and she would just stay (laughs) hanging up in the air and read the New York Times while there was downtime and they were not filming. That's fun. I mean, if you're not afraid of heights, sure, like... Yeah, that would not be me. I am terrified of heights. Yeah, because, like, it's comfortable, you're not afraid of heights, you're fine in the air... Forego the hassle of having to get back down and get out of the harness and all your dress yeah. and everything, and then have to get back in. And now you I, just I agree. unless you have to go to the bathroom. Anyway, uh, during this one is kind of I, actually I have two that are kind of disturbing. Uh, you know, there's one bit where uh, Sarah Sanderson eats a spider. Yes. No! Sarah Jessica Parker, actually, she revealed in an interview that she actually ate the spider. No! I thought it was like a gummy candy or something. And during a 20th anniversary screening of the film, Doug Jones, who plays Billy, revealed that the moths that come out of his mouth at the end are real, not CGI. No! Remember back in, uh, like, our third episode when I talked about cricket spitting? (laughs) This is so much worse than cricket spitting. (laughs) Yeah, it is. I mean, yes and no, because those crickets were still alive. But you shook them up so they were, like, disoriented. So they were not hopping around in my mouth. It was not moving in my mouth. (laughs) But you can't Uh... make moths not move. (laughs) Uh, now, ironically, because you did mention that Rosie O'Donnell turned down the role of Mary Sanderson because she thought that she didn't want to play a scary witch, Kathleen Jimmy was initially reluctant to take the role of Mary, not because she didn't want to play a scary witch, but she didn't want to offend real witches with the stereotyping of a fictitious fairy tale witch. Interesting. That's a different flex. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. She just like, played a nun the year before. <laughs> she was like, I'll play a nun, but I don't know about I mean, playing a witch. I, here's the thing. Uh, obviously, Sister Act is not like 100% based in truth of how life is. Are you just going to say Sister Act is like real nuns? <laughs> It's not real nut, but I think it's probably pretty close to how life in a convent actually goes. Like, getting up early, there's a lot of praying, a lot of mass, a lot, and hopefully some of them do also do some community work. <laughs> it's hard to say because convents are probably on the, like... The opposite of the up and up, the down yeah, and down. the down and down. Uh, there's probably not... A lot of women joining convents anymore, especially since now you don't have to in order to avoid marriage. Um, I, I thought that was the like I wouldn't say a majority of women join convents to avoid You're marriage, but the nuns it was, that listen to this podcast. Oh yes, I'm sure there's a lot of nuns that listen. You're to this alienating podcast. our nun audience. Actually, you know what? I had my old boss. Her aunt was a nun, which from. From uh, when I worked at the Alterating Studio. Oh, okay, okay. Alterate. 
anyway, um, but yeah, no, like, I, I don't think, I'm not talking about taking in, uh, Las uh, Reno, Nevada, uh, singer <laughs> from casinos, because she's being chased by the mob. You and, don't like, think the nuns I don't would think, do that? No, I'm not saying they wouldn't do that. I'm just saying that part I don't think is part of actual, like, everyday life for nuns. But I think most of the rest of it is, like, I don't think it's offensive to nuns. I don't think <laughs> it's an offensive... please write to us if Sister Act is offensive. I don't think it's an offensive, like, representation of nuns. Okay. Anyway... <laughs> Uh, um, during uh, an interview on a BBC show in 2008, Bed Midler stated that this was her favorite of all of her films, and Bed Midler has a pretty extensive filmography. She does, but you know what? She was in it from the beginning. She read the script and was like, I want in, and the whole project started production because she wanted in. Like, the power, she knew. She was like... I'm going to love this movie. And then I didn't do well, and she was still like, I don't care. I still love it. And then the people showed up, and they were like, we also love it. And now... <laughs> uh, and actually, in her autobiography, another of her favorite roles was when she voiced <laughs> the poodle Georgette in <laughs> Oliver and Company. So I guess she really just enjoyed working for Disney. You know what? I could be like a garbage can in a Disney film and I would be like this is the highlight of my life I said yeah I'm trash and that's all that's like that would be what I would want on my headstone was a garbage can in a Disney film like <laughs> okay it, it would just be an extra or like additional you know what that uh, the end of credits and animated movies that have like all the additional voices like, you're not even important enough to have a character that you're attached to because you're probably just background noise in a crowd scene. I would And it's fine. I would everybody. love that. I would have gone to get a coffee from Carlos. I would take a picture with Carlos and my cup of coffee. Like... I would be telling everybody. I would be like, guys, 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 watch this. Watch this. Look, 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 look. It's me. It's me. It's me. It's me. Uh, and it would be on my Instagram bio. It would be on my Twitter bio. My name would be Amber was in a Disney movie at all times. <laughs> uh, that's making me think of uh, when we watched The Making of Frozen and, like, they talk about the animators, like, they'll get these tiny little fractions of time to animate in the movie, so they'll be, like, in the movie theater with their family, and we're like, that's me, that's me, okay, it's over. Like, <laughs> I did two seconds, there it is, there it is, that's, that's me. Yeah. I did this. <laughs> Alright, so just a couple more facts, uh, trivia. Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker, who plays, obviously, a witch who was executed in Salem, um, she actually, she was on the show. I don't know if you remember this show. I think it was on TLC. Who do you think you are? Mm -hmm. And she discovered that her 10th great-grandmother was arrested in Salem, Massachusetts, in the late 1600s for, for committing sundry acts of witchcraft and choking a neighbor to death. <laughs> they buried the lead. Like, she was a witch. Who murdered someone with her hands. <laughs> but her case actually never went to court. They were too scared. They because, were... <laughs> like, uh, that was um, towards the end of the Salem Witch Trials. Yeah, so. and they were like, listen, we can't... We're getting too too heavy with the witching. And they're like, but she strangled somebody. And that wasn't about being a witch. And they were like... No, that was part we, of the witchcraft. We've got a bad name about the witching, so we just, we have to stop. We're like, she murdered somebody! Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, speaking of the Salem Witch Trials, actually, or not specifically the Salem Witch Trials, but uh, the last witch trial in the New England witchcraft scare, because it was, a lot of it was in Salem, but it was pretty spread right, right, right. throughout New England. We all know. Um, was of a mother and a daughter, both named Winifred. Ah! Oh, and 
That's what you get for naming your kid after yourself. Winifred Sr. had, uh, her mother was named Mary. Mm. And was also accused of witchcraft. <laughs> well, come on. So, well, I mean, here's the thing. If it has basis in truth, you're accusing, like, because, as we all know, the Salem witch trial, a lot of it was about neighbor Woo! revenge. Like, it had nothing to do, they were not actually doing any kind of witchcraft. It was just people being like, I want some of this land, I don't like this neighbor, this well, and that. The, the usual but, reasons you accuse people of crime. Yeah. Uh, but, if you're actually, like, if it turns out that you are correct in suspecting this person of practicing witchcraft... Especially in those years, like, it was, there is such a thing as a hereditary witch. So, it's passed down from mother to daughter. Right. So, yeah, they would, it doesn't surprise me that there would have been a grandmother, mother, and daughter that are all accused of witchcraft in that instance. Uh, and then, one last fact, the city of Salem used the film as a theme for the opening parade of their 2018 Haunted Happenings to coincide with the film's 25th anniversary. I want to go to Salem. <laughs> the local National Park Service office made a doll of Winifred dressed in one of their uniforms, and the Salton Stall School made a float based on Thackeray. Aww. I also want to go to Salem. I want to just want to take a trip to, like, I've never been anywhere really on the new, like, in the New England area. Like, we've been to Connecticut. I was but... going to say, we've literally been to okay, Connecticut more than once. but we haven't, <laughs> we've been to Connecticut to visit a friend. Like, that's we true. didn't really do much exploring in Connecticut. That's, that's accurate. Yeah, so I haven't, like, I've been to Maine when I was, like, eight years old. And. I ain't been over there. <laughs> that's about it. So, I want to go back. And yeah, Salem has, like, the Salem Witch Trial actually fascinated me for a while because I read The Crucible, and I saw The Crucible. And and you were like, oh, "Hmm." these are my people. (laughs) What? (laughs) What? No, I just, it was fascinating. I'm going to be honest, for a long time, so this movie came out the same year I was born, and I've been watching it probably around Halloween uh, most of my life. Um... I did not know where Salem was. I heard a lot about Salem uh, from this movie, from other movies. I always thought Salem was on the West Coast. Uh, I No, I really, really, really thought... It's literally in the movie, like, you have all that fall foliage, which is so distinct to the East Coast. I was... Listen, I was a stupid child, and I was up here thinking, like, okay, but, like... Oregon has trees. <laughs> I mean, that is correct. I don't know what the trees do on the West Coast. I just, like, it's not the I didn't state... think it was, like, warm California. No, I no, thought it I... was, like, up in the rainy, like... Yeah, it's not Northern to say... I, I do just want to clear up. I'm not saying that the only trees in the world that turn... That the leaves turn yellow and orange are in New England. I'm just saying that it is a touristic aspect of New England. Like How you don't, was I you don't to go to this? Wisconsin for fall foliage, but a lot you of people could. will go. Yeah, you could, but you don't. And a lot like, of people will go to New England. And, like get, you have those New England cruises. I know in the fall, this because like, I'm in the travel industry. But growing up in Michigan, I was like, yeah, we got trees here too. I don't understand. Um, People be like, we're looking to see the fall colors. I'm like, go outside. They're right there. I don't <laughs> I don't understand. There's trees. I had to rake all these leaves. Like, so much raking. Like, oh my goodness. One of my houses once, we had this huge yard, and there were trees, like, all around. There were eight trees on our property. Eight trees that all lost their leaves. It was wild. Do you know how much raking that is? Was that the one I've been to? No. That one also had pretty big That yard one also had many, many trees, trees as well around it. But they weren't in the yard. They were, like, in the neighbor's yards. But then the trees would fall, the leaves would fall into our yard, which was, that was a scam. Um, <laughs> but but the other one, the trees yeah, were in our yard. They're not charging you. Also, that's the yard that had, um, I'm going to tell a brief spooky story. So, it's Halloween. 
we have moved into this house in August. I'm walking home from school. I look down as I'm standing in the in my Halloween costume. I look down and I'm standing in the middle of a star because there is a star garden inlaid in the yard that nobody told me about, like in stone. And I, I'm in the middle of it when I look down and I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. I was like, you just stabbed into a conjuring <laughs> circle. Like, I, with a and I was pentagram. dressed as a witch and I was like, <laughs> What have I become? What has happened? So, anyway. You um, have witchy vibes. Accidental witch vibes. Uh, Let's get to the hot takes on this episode. I know you have some. Yeah, I have a hot take. Uh, Danny is a... I want to use a word that I can't use, but Danny is an effing weird weird child. Like, (laughs) the first you are introduced to her, she's spying on her brother... And then, which is also really weird, he starts, like, making out with his pillow or whatever. You and know like, what? That is what teenagers would do. So soft. <laughs> and then she you never out made she... out with your pillow? No. <laughs> I guess I'm going to put myself on red. <laughs> on blast here. <laughs> uh, yeah, how else are you supposed to practice? I didn't. Anyway, <laughs> let's, let's not go down that road. But point is, she steps out, and then she's like, I'm Allison. Kiss me. I'm like, that's your brother. Cool it, child. It is a little weird. Yeah. It's so weird. I hate that scene. And, like, when she's at, when they're at Allison's house and she's talking about Max calling boobs yabos, I'm just like, he loves yours. And I'm like, who is that child? You know what? Confession time. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, I totally made comments like this to girls, which is way more funny. Uh, that my brother was like kind of interested in. Um, my brother is gay. <laughs> um, but at the time, he did not know it, and I did not know it. Um, so I'd be like, you know, he thinks you're really cute. Like, he was talking about your butt the other day. Which is true. But, okay, but, So that's, that part's not as weird for me because I okay. have been a sibling trying to How embarrass How old my were sibling. you? Uh, let's see. 11? You were talking to, like, your brother is, what, three years younger than you? Yeah. You were talking to eight-year-old girls telling them my brother thinks your butt is flying? Like, <laughs> that's what he said, so yes. Did you know? Uh, time to put my brother on blast. Did you know he got suspended? I do. For slapping a girl's butt? Yeah. When he was in the fifth grade? You no, told wait, me this. The third grade. Uh, anyway, point is so that part's not as weird for me. It's so weird to me. I hate it. My hot take is this. Why these. Pa- so the kids, when Sarah sings her song, all these kids come. They all in pajamas, but some of them are still in their costumes, like plastic masks. Who let these kids go to bed in plastic masks? They're gonna suffocate to death. Maybe they were in the midst of getting changed. My it's question like about vaccine it. Yeah, it's pretty late. Why? Why have they still got their pumpkin head on? Because there's no parents at home. All the parents are in that entire town are apparently. At the Halloween party and have been cursed to keep dancing until they die because there is also not a single adult walking through those kids of crowds trying to be like no my child what are you doing come back like all those kids are just going and following Sarah's song my, my other question is what is the cutoff for this because there's not like you mean like child age yeah I would assume, like, 13. I would right. say if you're not okay, a teenager. Okay, fine, 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 fine. The rest of these teenagers are just not going after them siblings? I mean, I guess they could be... I would be asleep. If some, yeah, it's 2 a.m. And actually, that could be where the other parents are. I suppose. You know what? Let's... Okay, fine. Let's just say they're sleeping. Because if something had happened, and, like, Cameron was out there being called when I was 13, so he would be, like, 10, maybe 9, depending on... No, he would be nine because he wouldn't have turned ten yet because his birthday's in November. Um, yeah, I would be, I'd be sleeping. 
<laughs> out and be going. Yeah, out and him. like I'd they're walking, walking all slow. So I guess they're probably not slamming doors. Uh, so yeah, I guess that explains a lot. I guess, but also like, and the, actually the same goes. It's actually more baffling to me at the beginning of the movie because you know people in the olden times got up really early. Like, they got up at the break of dawn. Actually, so it how- depended on... <laughs> Fun fact. Uh, in the medieval, in the peasantry times, people did not... in medieval? Okay, in the peasantry times, people did not work as much as we do today. And it depended on the season. No, they didn't necessarily work as much, but early morning was valuable time if you had, like, livestock. But if you didn't have livestock and it wasn't the proper season for harvesting, like, you could just do whatever. Maybe it's your it off day. It takes maybe, place in October. October is Sunday. prime harvest time. Maybe it's Sunday and you can't be working because you got Jesus to worship. Imagine having Mary getting ready for church and bringing like, hey, daughter, come and get ready. Oh, where's my daughter? No, because you can't have church that early. You need time for but everybody. But the sun is up, and it's October. The, the sun is just coming up. Yeah, so it's like 7 a.m. Okay, but they don't get up till like, the sun gets up. So you have to give time for everybody to get up, for the sun to get up, for breakfast to be made, for everybody to eat breakfast, and then go to church. <sighs> I'm defending this. <laughs> I feel so bad for Banks after he gets turned into a cat, and his dad just kicks him like That's a wave so beast. Yeah, I call him a beast. Like to be fair, it is in the midst of uh, witch trials, and it's a black cat, and people were real superstitious. So they were probably like, "This is a witch's cat. I don't want it." Also, uh, like, why? I mean, okay, there are people saying probably the lighting of the black candle not only brought the sisters back, but it also had an effect on Banks, which allowed him to talk. Because he was not able to talk before that. Otherwise, he could have just talked to his dad. And be like, hey, dad, it's me. Yeah, maybe that's it. Or maybe only if you're there when the black candle is being lit. Can you understand him talking? Like, because you're you're messing with magic now. So you've got that magic, like... Maybe. But if you're not messing with magic, you, you just can't understand. I don't know. That's a good yeah, question no, that I don't have an answer to. There is no explanation for that. It, it just has to be assumed that there's something going on with magic vibes that make it so that they can hear Zachary talk. And for the record, for the longest time, I thought his name was Zachary and they were just saying it with like an accent. But no, it's not. It's Zachary. Zachary. Yeah, but I just Do thought... Do you know it- he dies on his sister's grave? Did you notice that? No. Yeah, when he dies at the end, he's on his sister's grave. That's so sad. Yeah, I mean, it kind of comes full circle. That's so, so sad. (laughs) Anyway, so villains. Okay, here's the thing. (laughs) The Sanderson sisters... Okay, before you say they're not villains, I'm going to tell you this. No, they, they are villains. They to murder children. They are 100% villains. They did murder a child, at least it, one, probably more. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying they're not villains, but they are pretty dumb, and they are also pretty entertaining, which takes away from the villainy, in a sense. Like, I'm not... what Like, there's not a single point in this movie where I feel scared by them no but you don't have to be scared by a villain like i ain't never been scared of gaston but i still know he's a villain you know yeah he's a tool okay i see what you're saying so but they are evil yeah no they're 100 percent evil <laughs> like for sure they have killed multiple people and children yes including children R- predominantly children yeah, probably <laughs> Because they tried to stay young. My question is, how old were they? Like, how long have they been scamming this? How many children have they killed? It's a good question that we either will never find out or that they will address in the sequel. My other question about the sequel is... Although it does say that they're 300 years old, but... No, it's been 300 years. Yeah, it's been 300 years, yeah. So... So, I don't know. 
were they 300 years then? And then, because also, like, did they come over? They're settlers. Were they stealing native children and doing this to them? No, the native, the native parents were like, we don't trust these white people, and they shouldn't have. Yeah, you've got to assume that either they were born in, like, I, I, I don't think they would have come over from England. I don't know. See, th- well, cause, these are my real questions. <laughs> although I guess technically the American accent is how people used to talk in England. You're right. So I can't actually say, well, they don't have an accent, so they're not from England. That's not a telling point at all. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe they will address how they're supposed to be in the sequel. Maybe they won't. Right. I guess we'll never find out, or we will. <laughs> Those so, are the two options. <laughs> Way to answer that! Uh, what are you giving them as a villain ranking, then? I'm going to say seven. Wow, you actually read it higher than me. I'm saying a six, even oh. though they killed all those children. Yeah, even though they killed pretty... an unknown number of children. Yeah, and <laughs> that's a little bit. Emily Banks is one of the most adorable child. Like, she is the most adorable child in that movie. You know what? Here's the thing because they're kind of stupid. Also, okay, the not pettiness. kind of. Like, Winifred has some brain cells, uh, Sarah and Mary share a brain cell. And most of the Actually, time it's the off. three of them share a brain cell. And when Fred has, has it all, all the time. time. Yes. Um, I would say that. Uh, they're so petty, too. Like, Winifred has all these children. She could break this curse right now and then go after her. But she's like, no, 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 no. She insulted me to my face. So I don't want these other children. I want that one. Like, yeah, the she pettiness. Yeah, she still gotten that one after she stole one of the kids' lives right? to break the curse. She could have still gone after but Danny. But she didn't. But no, she was like, this little vial I need to use on that child. Like The pettiness. Yeah, no, it's. The absolute pettiness. Her own doom. So then, is it rewatchability next, or is it total uh, score? We we never. Back no, we we have not followed a specific order for every. Okay, then I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. That's a rewatchability. Rewatchability. I watch this every Halloween, but I could watch it more. Um, I could probably watch this twice a month. That's a lot. I'm actually like okay. <laughs> I like this movie. I like it a lot better than... It, it is one of the Halloween movies that I do enjoy watching. Like, we have... A, I, I mean, I enjoy watching a fair amount and um, no horror movies. But of the ones we've watched so far this month, it's definitely my favorite. It's still, like, again, I think because of the fact that I didn't grow up with the movie. So I didn't quite... You don't have nostalgia. Yeah, I don't have the nostalgia. I don't quite get the... Like, I didn't also get exposed to the cult factor of the movie until I was already in my late 20s. Um, So, I don't have an attachment to it that makes me want to watch it a lot, as I do with a lot of other movies. So, I'm actually fine with once, once a, year. a year. Like I don't I don't feel the need to watch it other than at Halloween time. That's fair. And it, it's not because I don't like it. It's just because there are a lot of other movies I would rather be watching and I associate it so strongly with the Halloween season. You know what? I have so many movies I want to watch before Halloween still and I keep getting distracted by podcasts. <laughs> So you're here all day. Yeah, and I've been listening to podcasts all day. Well, stop listening to podcasts. They'll still be there after Halloween, <laughs> which so will the movies, but it's not going to be Halloween time anymore. <laughs> you're right, you're right, you're right. Okay, so final ranking then. I'm going to go with a 6.5. I'm going to go with a 7.8. I'm like, why are you complicating this by going to random decimals? Because you I just can. said 7.5. It would fine. It's more than 7.5. I'm going to go with eight. 8. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, again, it's just, I like it. It's enjoyable. There are definitely moments where I'm like, listen, I have seen 
uh, several movies with Tora Birch as a child actress. I have not seen... I know she has kept acting, and I know she's done more movies since she's been an adult. I have not seen any movies of her since she's been an adult. Um... She was not a great child actress. Like, she was fine. As far as child actors go, she was okay. But not my favorite. Oh, you know what we didn't mention about this movie? Directed by Kenny Ortega. Oh, that's true. Of many, many movies. Yeah, so many. Um, High School Musical, more recently, The Descendants. um, Also, Julie and the Phantoms on Netflix, which I know we trying to be competing with Disney+, Plus, but... Watch Julie and the Phantoms. It's great. We're not, we're not, this is not sponsored. <laughs> we're not getting paid for advertisement to Disney+. Plus. Disney+, Plus, if you want to hook us up with a free year. We will stop talking about Netflix. I will podcast. never I mention promise. Netflix again. <laughs> we're not going to talk about Netflix. We're not going to talk about Amazon Prime. We're not even going to mention YouTube. So hit us up. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so next week ends Spooky Month. And we are going to close it up with the perfect transition between Halloween going into Christmas season. The Nightmare Before Christmas. The Nightmare Christmas. Before Christmas, of course. I have a lot to say about that. Well, not a lot. But I have at least one story to talk about that movie. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we'll see how that goes. And until uh, that point, you can... You can hit us up on the internet. Yeah, we're we're all over. We're stream the magic on Twitter. We're at Magical Streaming Pod on Instagram. We're at Magical Streaming on Facebook. Yep, we uh, have a Yahoo email that you can reach us at, which is Magical Streaming at yahoo.com. So you can always feel free to drop us a line if you have suggestions, questions, comments, anything at all. Uh, I try to check it. She tried to check it. That's all you need to know. Yeah, I'm not going to say how often or <laughs> she, how... She like, check in. Yeah. So, yeah. Just uh, anything. You just reach us on social media. We'll answer. We have nothing else to do. And until next time, enjoy your magical streaming. Stay spooky!